You're listening to episode 54 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, hello, Curiosity Clubbers. How are you doing today? This week, we have got well on the way with the Curiosity Challenge, the first of many to come. So do not worry if you did miss out on signing up this this time. We have done day one as this episode goes out with four more days to go. Different challenges designed to kind of get curious about your thoughts, feelings and the behaviours that are perhaps keeping you stuck in the different areas of your life. But there will be more of these to come in the future. So do not worry. Stay tuned. And next time you can join us. To help with this, I've done something that I've been meaning to do for quite some time. And that is create the Curiosity Club's very own Instagram. So if you love the content that we explore here on the podcast and you want to hear more of it if you want to see more of it obviously on instagram we can be a lot more visual then i would love for you to head over and give us a follow you can find us at the curiosity club underscore and to add that cheeky little underscore as the curiosity club on its own is already taken i know how dare they (laughs) anyway If you are on Instagram, please do come and give us a follow. I would really appreciate it as it's a brand new page and it is currently very lonely at the moment with no followers. I can't wait to connect with you, uh, with a lot more of you on there, get to know you a little bit better and to share lots more content and talk to some of the experts a little bit more that we have on as guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. So do head over there and connect with the Curiosity Club in this whole new platform. Something that I feel very, very passionately about and that learning more about and being able to utilise it fully has had profoundly positive effects on my own life is breathing. Now today, I want to show you that the power of your breath and how paying attention to it and using it properly can help you feel more energized, reduce anxiety and stress symptoms and a whole lot of other wonderful things. I'm going to start off by explaining why it is and can be such a powerful tool. What happens when we are perhaps kind of habitually stuck in bad breathing habits and how to recognize these within yourself I'm also going to be guiding you through some practical breathing techniques that you can start doing today. These are are the same ones that have helped me in the past stop having panic attacks and ones that I still use every single day. Literally just a couple of weeks ago, it prevented me or using these techniques prevented me from having the first panic attack that I felt close to having in many, many years. So these really are really powerful. I'm going to tell you more about that a little bit later in the episode. Breathing is one of the most universal and habitual practices that us humans do, right? On average, you take about 12 to 30,000 breaths a day. And 
How many of those are you aware of? Let's be honest. How many out of 12 to 30,000 breaths within 24 hours do we even notice? Most of us don't even think about this process. It's just this natural occurrence. But when you do, take a moment to pause and think about it. Breathing is the most fundamental part of our lives. So how crazy is it that we aren't paying attention to it or utilising it fully? Not only is it, you know, a necessity of staying alive, but I wholeheartedly believe that our breath is one of the most overlooked tools that we all have at our disposal. And the best bit is... It is at our disposal at all times. Not only is it accessible to us um, before a big work meeting that's making us nervous, when we're squashed in big crowds on a packed rush hour tube feeling panic rising within us, or when we're tired but we've still got a long drive ahead of us, or perhaps just when we're feeling mega stressed. Not only is it available all of those times, it is also completely free. It doesn't cost us anything, unlike massages, yoga classes, essential oils, whatever your go-to relaxation is. Our breath is free. And we can also multitask whilst breathing. We can go about our normal activities, go about business as usual. Now, there is also big benefits to kind of pausing and taking time out to just breathe, but we are going to get to that. Your breath is your calming, energizing wellness tool, if you allow it to be. Our bodies are made up of trillions of cells and every cell needs oxygen in order to function properly. When we don't breathe properly, it's almost like we're kind of strangling our cells as we're not allowing them to do their job properly, which is keeping our body and all of its different incredible functionalities and processes working the way that they should. When our cells are healthy, we are healthy. And every inhale we take, we're obtaining the life force energy that is oxygen. And every exhale we release, the waste product that is carbon dioxide is released. But the issue is that most people aren't breathing properly or are missing out on the boosting or boosting, are missing out on boosting the benefits from developing a breathwork practice. So intentionally, more consciously breathing. I'm going to call not breathing properly in this episode bad breathing habits. So that's what I mean by this. And it's what that is is when you aren't allowing your respiratory system to function to the best of its ability and do its job which is to process gases carbon dioxide and oxygen i'm going to get to this in more detail again in a little bit of time i'm just sort of planting the seeds a little bit for you here certain bad breathing habits can actually contribute to anxiety panic attacks, depression, muscle tension in the body, headaches, fatigue, and can make you less likely to be able to cope in stressful situations that you might be faced with. That's how powerful it can be when we're not utilising it as a tool that can work in our favour. If you're like I was up until a few years ago, you haven't given your respiratory system much thought since year eight biology. So it can be helpful to start by just breaking down the process a little bit and reminding ourselves of it. A good place to begin is with the diaphragm, a sheet-like muscle that separates your lungs and your abdomen. 
So it's kind of under about where your rib cage ends. That is where your diaphragm muffle, muscle is. And it's like a sheet that acts as a wall separating the area of your chest and the area of your abdomen, your stomach. It's your diaphragm muscle that is responsible for that in, out, up, down, inhale and exhale, not actually your lungs themselves. I know for some of you this might seem like basic biology, but so many people have kind of just forgotten this stuff. And it's so important to get back to those basics, to have them as a foundation. Like I said, I had completely forgotten about all of these things till about six years ago when I started learning more about breath work when I got into yoga and meditation, which I'm going to kind of tell my story with that further shortly. So your diaphragm, let's get back to the diaphragm. Your diaphragm contracts, which pulls it down toward your abdominal cavity, which causes air to flow in through your nostrils and into your lungs, which then leads to that expansion when you breathe in. When your diaphragm relaxes, it arches up more in towards your chest cavity, which pushes the air out of the lungs, and that gives that contracting feeling. A fun fact for you all that I hope will inspire you to breathe a little deeper and kind of give some perspective about your lungs is that if you were to lay them out flat, they would cover about 70 square metres. That's the surface of a tennis court. It's huge. And they're made up of a network of these tree-like branches called bronchial tubes that carry the air you breathe to elastic air sacs called alveoli. Just like mini lungs within your bigger lungs, the alveoli are like a balloon-like and expand when air is taken in and contract when it is let out. Surrounding the alveoli are small blood vessels called capillaries. And it's these little guys that receive the oxygen from the air and transport it to your heart. As we all know, your heart is then responsible for pumping all that lovely oxygenated blood around all the different parts of your body. If you don't already, I want you to start thinking of your lungs as the biggest waste removal engine of your body. Forget about detoxing teas and green juices and detoxing bath salts. They're great and lovely, but it's your respiratory system that is responsible for removing about 70% of your body's waste product. And it does this in the form of releasing carbon dioxide. There's an exchange that takes place. So when our blood cells receive oxygen, they release carbon dioxide. This is the waste product that is then carried back from all the various parts of our bodies to our hearts and lungs, and then released as we exhale with our breath. When you are caught in poor breathing habits, not only are you limiting the amount of oxygen that you bring into the body, you're not allowing your body to expel the waste product that it needs to. And this can cause a buildup of carbon dioxide, which can then lead to things like heightened anxiety, stress, fatigue, depression, and a whole load more of things. The truth is that most people have poor breathing habits and they don't even know it. This was definitely me in the past. I hadn't given this kind of natural instinctive process a second thought until about six, seven years ago, like I said, when I was experiencing a lot of panic attacks and I had just started going to yoga classes and kind of getting into practicing yoga. 
as I was encouraged, I began to become more aware of my breath, just watching how it felt to breathe, literally. Something I don't think I had ever done before. It just naturally happened. That in itself taught me that I could come out of my anxious head with all those millions of fearful thoughts buzzing around, which was very much where I was living at the time, very in my head, and find moments of calm and spaciousness by watching how it felt as the air flowed into my body and out. This was also when I learned about controlling my breath, a technique that in yoga is called pranayama, prana meaning life force energy. I had the ability to shift my state suddenly. I learned that I could go from that anxious state to one of calm by choosing to control my breath. I had a choice, finally. That was so empowering at the time, as I'm sure if you're listening and you've experienced anxiety or panic attacks, you feel so disempowered, like it's all out of your control. Your breath enables you to take some of that control back and it is really empowering once you utilize it. This is very much how I felt at the time. The positive effects that this kind of then had on my emotions and my mind were what inspired me to travel to India for five months and train as a yoga teacher five years ago now. And because I wanted to learn about these ancient techniques and help other people the way it had helped me. I haven't had a full-blown panic attack in years now due to the toolkit I have of breathing techniques. I really believe that that is why. And along with the kind of mind management um, tools that I have, I still get those unmistakable waves of dread, that kind of rush of panic. And recently, even just a couple of weeks ago, I was on the tube in London and it got stuck at a red signal for over half an hour. We were kind of stuck on the train and I was desperate to go to the toilet. I've always had a fear of needing the toilet and not being able to go. When I was younger, it was a hell of a lot worse than it is now. And it prevented me, it used to prevent me from going to lots of places. Now, when this happened a couple of weeks ago, I felt those kind of unmistakable symptoms of a panic attack begin to rise up within me. But the difference is now, compared to seven, eight years ago, was I'm able to control them by focusing and using my breath, using the diaphragmatic breathing technique that I'm going to teach you shortly. Having a panic attack is the perfect example of our fight or flight response in action, right? It's that um, that defense mechanism of the body. The magical thing about our breath as a tool is that it enables us to choose to flick that switch and turn on our relaxation response, which is the opposite response to that fight or flight. Breathing isn't just about survival. Your breath can control your mood. Short, sharp breaths like those when you're having a panic attack will make you feel anxious and fearful. Our breath is an indicator of our mood, and our mood is an indicator of our breath. By being more aware of this and, and kind of allowing this flowing process within you and breathing more consciously, you have the ability to influence the way that you feel. I want to explain bad breathing habits to you a little bit more so that you can become more aware of them within yourself. One of the most common unhelpful breathing habits is what's called chest breathing. When we are born, we naturally breathe from our stomachs, as this allows space for the diaphragm to pull down and fill our lungs to their kind of optimum full capacity. 
If you see a baby breathing, you will notice this. You can see their little tummies rising and falling. And the kind of, I like to think of it as the kind of stress of the world becomes a little heavier. We start inhaling shorter and higher up. By only breathing into our chests like this, we're only using about half of our lung capacity. And in doing so, you're missing out on inhaling all that oxygen and releasing that CO2 that your body needs. The first practice I'm going to teach you is how to become more aware of chest and abdominal breathing so that you can start to notice this within yourself. If you're driving right now, then hit pause and come back to practice this a little bit later. But everyone else, sit upright comfortably, uncross your arms, uncross your legs and have your feet flat on the floor. I want you to then bring your right hand to your lower abdomen and your left hand just on top of your chest and then closing down your eyes. So this is just a quick exercise to notice how you're currently breathing. Without trying to change your breath at all, just simply notice how it feels as the cool, fresh air enters your nose, passes through the hairs in your nostrils, reaches the back of your throat and then descends down into your lungs. Notice what happens as that breath of fresh air enters your lungs. What happens when you exhale? Just observing your breath for a while without making any effort to make anything different. Watching the air as it comes in and as it goes out. Inhaling and exhaling. Without changing anything, just noticing which hand rises the most when you inhale. The hand on your chest or the hand on your abdomen. If your abdomen ex expands and rises the most when you inhale, you're breathing diaphragmatically. If your abdomen doesn't move or if it moves less than your chest then you are shallow chest breathing. So you can now release the hands and kind of blink your eyes open. So that's a really simple and quick technique that you can use. It's also really grounding whenever you place a hand on your, over your heart and on your stomach. Just closing your eyes and without changing your breath, breathing and seeing which hand rises more. So you can use that as a little technique to check in and then practice allowing the hand on your lower stomach to rise before the hand on your chest. So just as we practiced there, that was a breath observation because we weren't intentionally changing the breath. The other way that you can use your breath is breath manipulation. So that's a form of breath technique where you do intentionally breathe a little deeper. There's lots of different practices and techniques. Some exercises you do long counts where it's the same for the inhale and for the exhale, technique called box breathing. And other kinds you might take a deep breath in, hold the breath in for a number of counts before exhaling and then hold the breath out again. And other times you can just breathe nice and full in and out 
but making sure you're breathing diaphragmatically. So you're breathing into the stomach, you're using the full lung capacity. And that is what I want to teach you today. Like I said, I have a whole range of techniques that I like to use, but today I just want to bring awareness to your breath and to teach you to kind of begin to start training yourself to breathe more abdominally, more into your stomach and to catch yourself in your everyday life when you're breathing in just kind of into your chest, which is a bit more shallow than ideally we would like things to be. To practice this diaphragmatic breathing technique, if you can, lie on your back, so get comfy either on the bed or on the floor, and again, gently place one hand on your abdomen and one hand on your chest. If you struggle with this technique I'm going to teach you, if you struggle with breathing into your stomach, then a couple of options that might be helpful. The first is, rather than lying on your back, turn over and lie on your stomach, so your arms are out by the side. And so therefore, every time you breathe in, you're going to feel your stomach pushing against the floor. So it can be just a nice and simple way to kind of get used to that motion. So as you breathe in and that's the stomach expands, you'll feel that rising and expansion away from the floor. And as you breathe out, you'll kind of feel that fall onto and toward the floor. So that's one little way. And secondly, I want you to imagine your lungs are like a balloon. So as you breathe in, you're going to be filling the balloon up. And as you breathe out, you're letting the balloon go. So I want you to start with your right hand on your lower abdomen, so the lower bit of your stomach, your left hand on your chest, either lying on your back. If you want to practice lying on your stomach, lie on your stomach, but don't have your hands um, on, on your body, have them to the side. And of course, you can practice this sitting in a chair if you'd prefer. Close down your eyes and start by just watching the breath. So you're not changing it to start with, you're practicing that breath observation. Just watching as the breath comes in and as it goes out. What does it feel like as you inhale and as you exhale? Feeling the hands rise and the hands fall. And just to get used to that feeling of how the muscles in the abdomen affect your breath, I want you to take three sharp exhales. So big exhale out, using the stomach muscles to contract the breath. So big, short breaths. Just like that. And do that a few times. Short, sharp breaths. And feel the muscles in your stomach contract. Now, these are the muscles we want to use to help us breathe, but we don't want to force the breath. That was just to kind of show you in an exaggerated way. So with that sensation, keeping it in mind, when you next breathe in, I want you to let the lower stomach come out first. So that right hand rises as the lower stomach lifts, the middle of the chest lifts, and then the upper chest rises. Breathing in fully. And as you breathe out, the left hand falls, then the middle of the chest falls, and then drawing those muscles of the abdomen back as you empty the lungs completely. 
Then you're breathing in again, feel the right hand lift, followed by the chest, full breath in, as long as you can without forcing. And then as you exhale, let the chest fall. And then the stomach. So it might feel a little unusual at first if you're not used to breathing using the diaphragm. But trying to soften into it as much as you can. Soften the shoulders, soften your jaw. Allowing the breath to flow freely as the air travels all the way into the lower stomach first. Feel that expansion as the lungs fill and then the chest rises. And as the chest falls, the stomach comes back. Imagine you're filling up a glass of water. The bottom fills first, and then the middle of the glass, and then you fill it all the way to the top. And as you breathe out, imagine you're tipping the water away as the chest falls and the stomach draws back. Just allowing the breath to flow in. And out. Thinking of it like riding the wave of your breath. Expanding into the lower stomach. And then into the chest. Noticing now how you're feeling. As you breathe in deeply, what are the physical sensations of the cool air coming in. And the warm air going out. And how do you feel emotionally as you take these nice, deep, nourishing breaths? And gently releasing the hands. Keep the eyes closed and just continue those nice, full breaths for a few moments more. And then blinking your eyes open, coming back into the space, wherever you are. And just notice how you feel. So that's just a short example, a few minutes of practicing, breathing, using your full lung capacity, breathing into your stomach, the better alternative for us to breathe. Now, if you haven't practiced that before, then it might feel a little bit strange. The same with anything, the more you practice, the easier it will become. And the reason why I wanted to kind of use that technique to show you today is because I want you to start noticing how you're breathing every day. When you get on the tube, get on the train or on your commute to work, if you drive or on the bus, just check in. How are you breathing? If you receive a challenging email or text message or you're perhaps having a heated conversation with someone, what's your breath doing? When we feel stressed, when we're kind of on autopilot, we tend to start shallow breathing, breathing into the chest. I want you to start noticing when you do, catch yourself and practice that diaphragmatic abdominal breathing, those nice full breaths. Remember, it's not just physical benefits here. Obviously, those physical benefits we've covered are that you're nourishing the cells of your body with oxygen and you're allowing your um, natural detoxification waste removal system to (laughs) expel that carbon dioxide. But there's huge benefits mentally and emotionally. 
When we focus on our breath like this, we can come out of our head, all of the thoughts that are stressing us out, the thoughts that are making us feel anxious, the thoughts that are taking us away from the moment. It's like hitting a reset button when we just pause and focus on the breath just for a minute, two minutes, three minutes. That's all it takes to shift your mental state and then emotionally as well. When you focus on your breath and you breathe a little bit more consciously in this way, your breath impacts your emotions and your emotions impact your breath. It's a two-way street. So empower yourself to be able to shift from an emotional state that isn't serving you into one that does. Whatever's going on, if you're feeling really anxious before giving a presentation, if that isn't serving you, then take three minutes, breathe deeply, breathe out what isn't serving you and breathe in that calm, that confidence, that clarity that will help you deliver the presentation that you want to before a difficult conversation. If you're feeling tired, breathe in the energy and breathe out the fatigue. It's such a simple and powerful technique. Something that I really like to do is to put some reminders on your phone because it's easy obviously to listen to this podcast and know all this kind of in theory and have all the intentions to start practicing it but just put after this episode go into your calendar and for the rest of the week put in two times a day just put a reminder so it pops up in your phone three minutes breathing or one minute breathing even and that's going to pop up during your day at different intervals And just check in with your breath at that time. Spend just a minute or three minutes. That's all you need to. Breathing into that stomach. Nice full breaths. And see the power it can have in shifting your mood, shifting your mental state and just feeling more nourished and energised. I promise if you don't practice this already, it will have such an amazing impact for you. I would love to know how you got on with this. If you set your reminders, let me know. If you have any more questions about how the breath breath work might help you or for any other techniques, like I said, there's loads and loads and loads. I've just sort of scratched the surface in this episode as a little kind of introduction for you. But if you do want to know more, send me a message. Send me an email, hello at catrybarrett.com. Come and follow us on Instagram now at Curiosity Club, the Curiosity Club underscore. So come over there, send me a DM and I will be more than happy to answer any of your questions about how you could use breathwork to help you. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share the love, someone else if you know they struggle with anxiety or are feeling a bit stressed at the moment, pass this episode on. And also leave a rating and review. I really appreciate each and every one because that's what helps other people find the podcast. I read each uh, review and I'm so so grateful for all of the wonderful things that you've shared on those so thank you if you have left one already until next time stay curious Mm